guys. Welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. We are on episode number 27. Ashley, how are you doing, babe? I'm great, lovey. How are you doing? All right. First week of school. We're doing it. How are you feeling? <gasps> it feels good. It feels good. I We are still in that transition stage for totally. sure. Um, I think many people are probably in that place. Trying to drag your kids out of bed in the morning. <laughs> oh my we God. Gotta go. Oh my God. August is going to be our month. We're going to get back on it. No, no. The week before school, I'm like, oh my God. We went to an outdoor uh, fall fair movie. Oh my God. We're home at 1030. I'm like, this is not good. But it's fine. It's fine. It's summer. Um, but yes. Yeah, so the transitioning into bedtimes and wake up times and Felix is definitely, he's my oldest. He's six. He starts grade, he started grade one and he's doing okay. He's struggled in the past, like struggled. Um, and Nolan, this is his first time in JK. So we're just working through the kinks and Carly's like just getting into daycare. So yeah, we're in the preliminary stages of Holy fucking chaos, but this will be a good thing. Place. How about you? <laughs> well, are you the mom who makes the lunches the night before? Or are you the mom who is like putting it together in the morning? Uh, it depends. I've been both. This year, I will be the night before mom. Okay. Because I, I with three going out the door. Do you have to send food for daycare? Or no. No, but just three out the door mm-hmm. by the time breakfast and everything kind of rolls together. It's not something I could just toss in there. And this past year, my husband's been working from home, so I could make Felix's lunch and walk out the door with Felix. Now I'm going to have three kids in the car, three kids who need to eat breakfast, three kids who need to be dressed for their day, two backpacks, and just all of the things whereas last year it was just one and if Nolan was still sleeping or Coralie needed breakfast Cam could handle that there was no like okay it is 8 30 we are all at the door you all need to be dressed you all need to have your teeth brushed you all 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 <laughs> yeah ah! so it's it's a bit crazy but it feels good to be in that place too mm-hmm. and I love the everybody goes to their spot and I come home and I'm in my spot doing my thing without the summer was great and I love what I do but the flexibility of this day looks different than this day and then this day we do this and then oh I actually have three clients instead of four clients and it just felt like a lot of juggling and I feel like we're just starting into that ease of oh this is what our routine is going to look like and it has me looking at the future, my next goals, what that's going to look like. And so I want to know about how things have settled in for you. But then I think we got to dive in on goal setting because September to me is a lot like January. Totally. It's that new beginning, that fresh start. There's the last four months of the year, that last quarter. Absolutely. And everybody's just, for us anyways, summer was so indulgent. It felt so good to just stay up late. It felt so good to have that extra glass of wine or the chips or all of those things. But really, I find that September and with the change of the season, the crispness in the air, it just feels like, okay, I feel like I kind of want to buckle down 
A little bit. A little bit. You're motivated. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, So, nothing has changed for my youngest. So, he has continually, he switched to a new daycare, um, let's say six weeks ago-ish. So, he switched to a new daycare, and at that point started, did you not know that? Did you know that? I didn't know he was at a new daycare. He was at a new daycare five days a week. You didn't know I didn't. I thought it was the same person, but five days a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he started a new daycare five days a week. And so that has been going really well. And at his old daycare, I had to send him lunch. New daycare, no lunch. <gasps> no, no bottles. Thought. No bottles. Oh Literally, I, sh- I drop <gasps> off my child. Normally, we're on the bike. And his shoes are in my hand, not on his feet. And sometimes he has clothes on. Sometimes he doesn't because he, oh he, he keeps his clothes there. So, like, she's an absolute rock star and amazing but anyways I was like oh my god you do everything and then I looked at her Instagram and the way that she cuts her sandwiches and her fruit and I'm like oh you are my girl (laughs) but yeah no she's amazing so yeah so that part has not changed um the thing that will change has changed the most is Theodore now being in grade one and it he has been really excited about it but I think we normally go to bed We normally go to bed early-ish. We wake up early-ish. But summer has brought some slippery habits. He wanted to go to bed at midnight, which was 10. (laughs) No grasp of time. (laughs) No grasp of time. Um, So it's been okay. It's been okay with that piece. I do think we've been, we used the last couple weeks of August to really enforce that of like, okay, seven o'clock and then they got bunk beds because Ashley's lovely husband Cam built bunk beds so now both kids go into the bedroom at the same time figure it out boys give them kisses and they're good they're both out seven ish so we did that at the end of the summer which helped but then we had these holiday weeks which holiday weeks were a little bit on the slippery side but then we reeled it back in um for a couple of days and I feel like it's going okay there's still a little bit of grumbling because I've had to drag him out of bed a couple times, but there's also a little bit of the, like, he's okay going to bed. It's just the waking up if he doesn't have his full morning routine. We're very routine people for bedtime and morning. If he doesn't have the list, so if he doesn't have time to do everything on the list, he is not happy. So he has to wake up at a certain time to accomplish everything on his seven-step morning routine. (laughs) And he, for you guys, that big chunk of the playtime day starts in your morning. Ours is typically after school evening. um, But that, right? So getting those pieces in, does that make sense that... Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's been, it's been good. But yeah, it's just adjusting to that and then I do have to drag him out of bed to accomplish all the seven things because he just if he doesn't get everything in then it's just a rush and he doesn't like being rushed so and he needs that routine more than he needs the extra half hour of sleep totally right he would rather that he would rather that absolutely so yeah so that's been going well but goal setting let's do it girl so as we head into the last quarter I like to break the year up um yeah I like to break it up in that way we got September October, November, December. I guess that's more than a quarter. We got no. four months. Yeah, quarter. Oh, yeah, this is a third. <laughs> yeah, it's a third. That's a third. But I guess it's kind of it's kind of the end of the year with that. And what I find in my practice, and I'm sh- not sure if this happens for you too, but as people go into September, they start to reevaluate those intentions that they set at the beginning of January, and they're coming and they're going like, "Hey, you know what? 
in January, I said I was going to do this thing. And then they start to reevaluate that in September because there's something about a turning of a year because you set those intentions in January. You're like, okay, I have four months left to do or finish that thing that I set up to do in January. So I really do see with goal setting in my practice that people revisit the things that maybe they haven't accomplished or maybe they're buckling down a little bit more aggressively knowing that they only have four months left. Right. And I think... So the combination of that new year, this is a new school year. So it's almost like it's that combination of this is the end of a year. If I'm doing this, I need to do it now. But also here's my fresh start to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. This is my beginning point. It's it's a it's the beginning of the end. I guess I guess that's a little depressing. But, like, but I think people very. It's kind of the same reason why a lot of people do really well starting on something on a Monday. Yes, there's something about or start it. Of a month or yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just that there's something about it. So I think for September and setting the goals um, for the rest of the year. I think we should talk about the ways in which we set goals would be a great thing to dive into. And then maybe just for the person that's listening, giving them some ideas on what would be realistic to accomplish in four months. Because I think sometimes we go like, oh, okay, yeah, I got four months. I could do this. And so maybe sometimes a little conversation about expectations is something that's realistic. Okay. So, all right. When it comes to setting a goal, Ashley, what are the steps that you take to establish what a goal is going to be for you? So typically at the beginning of the year, I choose three goals or I choose goals that really resonate with my soul. But if I'm just goal setting, I want to choose, I like to pick a few things that are vague. So whether you pick one thing or you pick three things, Five seems like a bit too much. So let's, let's say three, let's say you pick three things and they seem kind of vague. So for me this year, for example, in January, I used present power and passion. It's uh, interesting that the alliteration with all the P's there, (laughs) those were the three things that I really wanted to focus on in my life. And they seem super vague great you want to themes right more themes of like here's the words that's going to be the umbrella yes for things and so I think many of us just kind of do that in our brains oh I want to lose weight this year but we don't get specific and that's the next piece so being vague great this is this is the arena where I want to focus or this is the theme with which I want to focus on but that's not where we stop you can't just I would like to lose more weight Okay, great. That's a good starting point. But or I want to be more passionate. What's what? Yes. What does more passionate look like? Exactly, and that's the next piece. So getting down to the nitty gritty of what that really looks like, and how. What are the action steps behind that? So I call it inspired action. You call it um, action items. Whatever you call it, it doesn't matter. But what's going to move you to that goal? What's going to make you know that you've accomplished it? And so by putting those things around that or under it or whatever. And so on my thing, under passion, I have holding hands. It started out with monthly date nights, moving into a biweekly, right? And then I also have like on the side, more yes, less no, because that can be a thing that shows up in our relationship. Um, I also have like, 
BJ's. I just wrote like BJ's. And, and can you further expand for the Blow listening? jobs. More blow jobs. Sucking the dick. Sucking the dick. Uh, because Sorry. I would say that at the beginning of our relationship, there was probably more passion and more of that. Um, whereas we uh, were married for oh, seven or eight years, something like that. And three young kids, that passion piece is something that I know we need to work towards. It's not something that just naturally happens the way that it used to. And so having those things on there, regardless of how silly or ridiculous they might be, knowing that that's there. Um, the other piece is visiting and revisiting that frequently. Mm-hmm. Not, you have it in your bathroom, right? Yes, I do. I have it posted in my bathroom because I pee a lot. I drink a lot of water. Thanks, Ange. And poops. She poops. <laughs> I poop. And I girl. She yeah, poops. I do. And so, <laughs> so I'm in my bathroom a fair bit. So I'm constantly seeing this. I'm constantly reevaluating. And it's not something that I pull out every once in a while. I'll be like, oh, right. I said I was going to do that thing. It's literally in my face every day, multiple times. It has to be. That it is has literally to be. either on your phone, on the background of your laptop, yes. on your fridge. It has to be mm-hmm. there all of the time yes. or your brain is so in autopilot. You, you just go back to like, I totally forget. What did I put on my goal list again? Oh yeah, that seemed really good at the time. If you, you totally fucking forget. If you even remember you have a goal list, mm-hmm. right? Like what did I put on my goal list? Might be a thought, but probably you've forgotten that you even have a goal list. Mm-hmm. There have been times where I would like create a list in January. And then it wasn't until next January when I was in that same fucking journal that I'd be like, oh, did I do any of that stuff? Right. And so having it there, mm-hmm. big, bright, it's there. The other thing that I love to do, I'm a little bit of a creative, well, I wouldn't say I'm creative, but I like colors. I like, I don't know, decoration. So it's for me, it's decorative. It's pretty, but it's something I can add to. So I have markers that I'm, so I'm constantly seeing it, but I'm also checking things off. I'm adding to it. So one of the things in power that I've just power related to business was stepping into my power, not just being powerful, um, but stepping into my power. And so I had on there eight clients per week, eight plus clients per week. Well, I have fully succeeded that and then put on 10 plus clients a week brackets September. Right. And so it succeeded that too. I also put on there and I didn't have this when I did this thing, um, but Reiki level one and level two. Right. And so evaluating, yes, what I've done, what I've accomplished, it keeps your mind fresh on what you still need to work on. But it also allows that room for, I've done that and I want more. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that's the big piece of picking your vague things, picking your action items that connect to it, and then reflecting, seeing it all the time, and then adding to it or changing as you see fit. Because I think one of the things you touched on was expectations. There's going to be times when you're like, holy shit, why did I think I could fucking do that? And so changing it, making it reasonable. Maybe you need to bump it down to this, or maybe based on the season of your life, losing this amount of weight isn't realistic or achieving this goal is way too much. Mm -hmm. So change it. It doesn't mean you scrap the whole thing. It means you edit it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So that's, that's that's my process. And I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. And so you would say three words has been a good guiding force for you. 
For an overall yearly um, yes. goal setting thing, yes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. And I think that there's a million different ways that you can structure this. So I want to give you guys a few different ideas and then I will bring it back to what I have found most beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. So one of the things me, Ashley, and our other girlfriend, we do, we get together in January. Mm-hmm. So we've explored a few different things on how we want to structure goals. So I'm just going to give you guys some of the ideas that we've explored. So for example, it is 2021. So one way you might set goals for the year or even for the next four months is what are 21 things that you want to do or accomplish Mm -hmm. in the next four months or for the year. So you might pick a number of the things that you want to accomplish, knowing that it might not be these crazy wild things they might just also be things that you have been wanting to do for the entire year that you haven't done organize my crawl space that's right okay the next 21 the next four months it might not be these anything in relation to reiki or anything in relation to like fat loss or training five hundred dollars to go to disneyland exactly in five years right like right could be any of those things but you're just making what are the action items and sometimes not even looking at anything other than just those key action items knowing that those action items are in alignment with these bigger goals moving forward are just okay I'm going to end this year on a very good note knowing that those things are things that you want to do so it could be like I want to take my kids to the drive-in I want to So it's like like a checklist. It is. It is kind of like a checklist. But those things that maybe you were going to do in January, but you need to get nitty gritty on what those key action items are to get that task done. So that's one way to do it. Or it's not really like a goal. It's more a list of like, okay, these are the key action things that when it turns to be the new year, I want this to have been done. Right. Right. And so that would be one way to set goals would just be key action items associated with that. The other thing is you mentioned the three keywords there that you have been doing for the whole year. But now maybe because we're at just the last four months, could you pick one word? What's one word that you want to be the theme for the next four months? And then maybe you're using a little bit of what you're discussing there where it's like okay passion okay how do I bring more passion into the next four months of my life and then you're figuring out those because it's probably too much at this stage of the year to go okay yep four months makes sense to have three words maybe you'll just pick one word 100% the other option with that and this is where I'm at with this because I've had this all year is even if you do pick three you're not putting 20 action items you're maybe putting three So if passion is something that is on there, hand-holding, date nights, and BJs might be on there, but not cuddling on the couch three times a week, making sure that we set time, right? Like all of the other things that are on there, you're picking less action items to see that you've accomplished that, right? And so again, if it's power or like whatever it is, you're choosing less action items to go with it. So if you're picking three, you don't put a ton with it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you pick one, like you said, and Maybe hone in on it. Hone in on Totally. Totally. And, um, yeah, so I would say you could pick a theme for the rest of the, year, of the year. But I would say the thing that has worked the best for me in terms of setting a goal is if it's going to be something that you plan to accomplish is, hey, here's four months. 
what do I need to accomplish in the next 24 hours? What do I need to accomplish in the next seven days? What do I need to accomplish, accomplish in the next 14 days, the next month, the next two months to make me get to that place? So let's say my goal is 20 pounds. Okay, what do I need to do in the 20, next 24 hours? I need to sign up for the blueprint or figure out the blueprint of what my next four months is going to look like. Okay, from there, what do I need to do in the next seven days? Okay, I need to go grocery shopping. I need to sign up to the gym. I need to figure out what that's going to look like. Okay, what's my next key action item? What do I need to do in the next 14 days or the next month to be in alignment so that at the end of the year, I'm there? So where do I need to be four, month, or four weeks from now, eight weeks from now, 12 weeks from now, 16 weeks from now? And you're mapping out that entire part of how do I get to the end goal? And I think this works really well for those like, big things, especially for people that are like, Hey, I want to lose 30 pounds before I get to the end of the year. You need to have a game plan girl. And so you need to figure out what those key action items are, but then also where do you need to be a month from now? Where do you need to be two months from now? And so with all of that being considered and what you're thinking about, I think it's really mapping that out and figuring out what that needs to look like. And I think for a lot of the big goals, for me, it's been exactly that. Hey, you want to, I don't know, make a million dollars this year. What does that need to look like? How much do I need to make in my first quarter? Okay, this is how much I have to take home. This is how much I have to do. This This is how much I have to do. This is the amount of time. What does that look like? And so you need to almost work backwards from that. And I think for those that are craving more or wanting those bigger goals, it's not doing three things all at once. It's saying, hey, next four months, I am fully committed to losing the 30 pounds or I'm fully committed to making this amount of money or I'm fully committed to fostering an amazing relationship with my partner. Okay. I have to clear out all the other noise yes. so that by that point, I've put a lot of time into that. And then the way that my process works is, okay, that's where I need to be. How many hours on a weekly basis do I need to realistically invest to get there? You need to invest five hours a week to get to that goal, girl. Okay. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, all this sounds like fucking crazy. I need somebody else to figure that out for me. That's what we do. Yes. That's literally what we yes. do. We, we help people figure out what that game plan looks like because the blueprint is really fucking overwhelming. But I think when it comes to goal setting, it's really, you need to allocate the time and clear out everything else. If that's really what you want versus here's three goals. Okay. I want to be fit as fuck. I also want to have an amazing relationship with my part with my husband. And I also want all those things to coexist. If all of those areas in your life really need work, none of them are going to get better until you get, really clear on one. Yes. And one of the things that you talked about that I think is so important, and this is how teachers plan. It's called backwards design planning. You start with the end and you literally, so you would start, let's say it's the test. You start with the test and basically you design your program based on what you want them to know for that test. Right. And it makes sense. Totally. And that's where the difference is. And we say this, we say, oh, I'm just taking it day by day. That's literally survival mode. If we're just like living one day at a time and just getting through the day, that's survival mode. We're not talking about surviving guys. We are talking about thriving. And so, so thriving is, yeah, there's a big plan. It's long. It's 
it's not a day. Yes, you have to do it day by day, but there's so much more. You're not just getting through each one the way that survival mode goes. We're talking about thriving. The actual, like, I want my, my life is good. It needs to be great. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. And I think that parallel that you've just drawn there, Ashley, is so beautiful. I think, though, so often people forget about that when they come to school setting. They just are like, I just want to be really confident in my skin. I want to be sexy as hell. I want all of that to just be me. And I think when it comes to like the action items or the thought pattern getting to that spot, I think there is so much of it that's like, oh, maybe I'll just kind of land there. It's kind of like trying to make a million dollars. You're not going to just land there, girl. You have to like figure out what is it that I have to do day to day to make that happen. And And even you use the word blueprint. So the first thing that comes up to me is houses because, yeah, carpentry, sorry. I just go to this every once in a while. Or a roadmap. Like, fuck, you need a roadmap. You need You wouldn't just hop in your car and be like, well, we might. But it wouldn't be good. It would be horrible. I'm going to Toronto. And in a couple hours, somebody told me it takes about two hours from where I live to get to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to drive around until you get there. And if you're, if you have no, if you have no hurry, if you're like, ah, I don't really actually care if I get there today or if I get there three weeks from now, then you don't care. But if you're like, I am somebody that I want to get there and I want to get there in the most efficient <laughs> yeah. fucking way possible, yeah. then you need to figure out what that blueprint's going to look like. Yes. Or lean on somebody who does. So like... GPS. Totally. Yeah. We are, in this case, we are referring, I guess, to ourselves as the GPS. Totally. totally. You wouldn't just like show up to a job site and be like, I'm going to build my house. Be like, yo, you need lumber. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go get some lumber. And you come back and like, that's not the pieces you need. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Totally. You You totally, totally. So I think with the goal setting, it's like, not just, okay, yeah, this is where I'm going to be. It's okay. What what the hell are you going to do to get there? And And that's the biggest piece. That is the biggest piece. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it lights us up so much to help people with that part. But I also feel like as you're sitting and you're evaluating and you're listening to, to today's episode, I think if you're feeling like, fuck, that is so overwhelming. Honestly, reach out to somebody like us or even if you want to just go to Google, go to Google if you want to go to Google, but figure out what is it that you're going to do in those sorts of time blocks and then mapping that all out and becomes a lot easier as soon as you have your roadmap to be like, okay, it's now October 15th and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Do I need to change my goal? Or am I, or change my goal or change my expectations? Or do I need to figure out a different strategy? You're going back to the, um, going back to the blueprint and trying to figure that out. But that leads into talking about expectations. Yes. Before we dive in on that, there's something else that we have done, a a strategy for goal setting that's been, I refer back to it all the time. And it was our very first girls weekend, the Mm. the January goal Mm. setting girls weekend. Mm -hmm. And Ange ran a thing. I'm going to call it a thing because I don't know the name for it. Um, But basically this one. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one too. So it's a five year goal. Like in five years, what do you want your finances to look like? What do you want your health to look like? Uh, what were the uh, There's two more. There's four. There's personal, but be one. Personal and um, health, wealth, personal, and something else. Anyways, but basically, we can, we can share it in the comments, guys, and let you know. But 
you're basically picking the points of your life that are most important. Experiences was the last one. Oh, experiences. Yes. yes. Experiences was the last one. Okay. Health, wealth, personal, and experiences. So your goals based on each of those categories in five years. In five years, what will your wealth look like? What will your health look like? What will your experiences be? And personal is more like it's relationships, right? It's like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when we finished that exercise. Ange had us go through and share, obviously, and then it went to the point of what can you accomplish in two years? Why does it have to be a five-year plan? And it basically takes everything you've done and crunches it into a two-year plan. So there will be things absolutely that you can't do. So one of the things Pop that, out a baby, <laughs> right? Well, and one of the things that I remember being like, all my kids will be in school. I'm like, nope. In two years, not all my kids will be in school, right? So that impacts different things. Yeah. But it makes you realize that if you want to go to Nashville in five years, why can't you do that in two years? If that's something you want to do, why the hell can't you do it? Why can't you save more money right now and just do it in two years? And maybe you can't, but you at least need to be open to the possibility. Because you're thinking. Yeah. Like, what if you don't make it to three years? What if you don't make it to five years? Yes. You need to think about your life in that way to jam pack it. With the expectation that we all could die tomorrow. Literally. I just think the thought of like, okay, a five-year and 10-year plan is amazing. But shit, what if you don't make it to 10 years? You better figure out how the hell to do as much as you, what you can. What from that list could you do in two years? Yes. And I think when you time crunch it like that, it goes back to that piece of eliminating the noise. Mm -hmm. What are all the things we're doing that is mostly Wasting our time. Yes. Just going through the motions. Just getting through the day and it just kind of looks like this. There's no purpose mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that really just like puts your purpose at the forefront of like, oh my gosh, if I want to do this, then there's no reason we can't. Mm-hmm. And if you want to like, I think about it from an experience standpoint. So say you want to be the family who hikes every weekend. Why the hell aren't you looking at, okay. The app's called All Trails. Pull up All Trails. You literally can map out your entire year. And yes, spontaneity is awesome. But if that's something that's a priority for you, when your friends ask you, like, hey, you want to hang out this weekend? You're like, no, we have this hike. We're doing it on this day. And you have that mapped out because that's something that you've now prioritized to be. That's the way we want to spend our time as a family. We can hang out from Toodle. 10 or whatever that time is but in the morning this is where we're hiking and you've mapped that all out and I do think if you want things to happen they just don't happen organically not in the way that we think they will oh we want to hike a lot this summer well then you do need to plan it because Saturday morning is going to come and I guarantee you you're not going to fucking feel like going hiking no, or you're going to go but like, hey, yeah, here's this amazing waterfall, but it is a three hour drive each way and you may really want to do it, but you're not going to do it and do that on a whim. That's going to be how you go to bed. We are all going to bed early on a Friday morning or Friday night because we have decided tomorrow we are doing three hours each way because this is It's on our list list and it's a bucket list. Everybody's fucking pumped about it, but that isn't one of those like random things that happen. So I think it's, if those things are priorities, you're mapping them out, you're putting them on the calendar, you're getting everybody in your family stoked about it. 
And you are going to bed on a Friday night so amped that that's what you're doing the next day. Not waking up and it being 10 a.m. and you're like, okay, what are we going to do today? That's Uh not the time when you're like, let's dive in on that. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So I think it's, yeah, it's figuring out what that's going to look like. And yeah, have your spontaneity that shows up. But it's not going to happen in the same way with things that require multiple occurrences. It's like one of those, like, I don't know, like bucket list items that only needs to happen once. Jot down the date. It's going to happen. Cool. We've committed to that happening in the next 12 months. This is when it's happening. Yes. And you're a rock star for that, Ange. There is... Ange is usually the lead on like, so let's nail down a date. Let's, if we're doing this thing, let's, right? And so I think it is, it's getting very clear and very specific, not pushing back, being like, oh, I need to contact that person. Do it. Do it now. And do it it when you're in the mindset of like, this fucking matters. Yes. Versus I think so often people are like, yeah, we should do that. That would be so fun. No, man. You're expecting that you're going to live for three to five years more. And that's going to, you're going to have an opportunity to do that. Versus uh, like, hey, I want to do this now. Cool. And we're doing it. We can. We can. So we take action. Um, But yeah. Sorry, I dove in there. No, I'm glad you shared that. I'm so glad that you shared that. But yeah, I think with the expectations piece, often the conversation that I have with clients or that what shows up is those are great goals. And I can totally see that for you, babe. How willing are you to be committed? Mm-hmm. And how many sacrifices are you willing to make to get you to that place? So somebody's like, I'm 100% committed. I'm absolutely committed to that thing. And I'll be like, okay, so here's the sacrifices that that's going to take to get you to that place. Okay, you want to lose 50 pounds in the next four months? Here's the sacrifices that that's going to require. And that's this is what your life's going to look like for four months. And you run them through that. And they're like, oh my God, really? I'm like, yeah, girl, that's what that looks like. Yeah. My suggestion is that we change the expectations. Hey, let's do that in eight months. Let's double the timeline, knowing that the amount of sacrifice that you're going to have to put into that is going to be less. Yeah. Probably still 100% committed, but you're human. 100% commitment or 100% commitment, but being human recognizes that some of those sacrifices uh, you're probably not going to be willing to make at the time. So when people are trying to figure out what's realistic for me, I think talking to a professional about it can be helpful, but also just expecting a little bit less versus like, I think people go into September the same as January. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm I'm in, I'm in the mindset that's going to do this. Yes. And what's happened every other time, four weeks down the line, where's your mindset? Right. And I think the biggest thing that you touch on there is what do you expect and what can you achieve when you're not as motivated as you are today? So in four weeks time, when you're not in that place of I'm fucking doing this, I can't wait, right? You're, you're all fueled up. And then all of a sudden you hit that point where habit hasn't kicked in yet, where this is just something I do. And you're in that plateau phase where maybe you're just kind of slogging through, you're just kind of getting through the motions. What's holding you then? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that realistic piece is going to that place too. Who will I be? When my motivation is not soaring through the roof because my weight is at an all time high or my relationship is at an all time low or whatever, when it's mediocre, what, who are you then? And what will you be able to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. And I think 
people often think what they can accomplish in like, let's say four months. They're like, oh, four months is a ton of time. I could do like amazing things in four months. And I often question you to look at things from a macro view. You macro view it out. You are now in the, in the airplane mode. You're up there. You were looking at your life and you're like, huh, let's examine the past 12 months of my life. What have I realistically accomplished in the past 12 months? Mm -hmm. When you were looking at it from that, you're like, I haven't done fuck all. (laughs) I've literally done fuck all. Okay. So what makes you think that now in this moment of you being really hyper motivated, that like things are going to be different? Well, I'm really motivated right now. Okay. Okay. But like, if you're to take the average of your past 12 months or your past five years, generally things aren't looking like that. So do I think people can just wake up one morning and just like click it and change? Absolutely. 99.9% of people are not those people, right? Right. And so I think when you look at it from a macro level, it's like, okay, it's probably more realistic to commit to less, to expect less, and to just take it day by day, knowing that it is more realistic to get there 12 months from now versus four months from now. And I think that motivation... When it comes to weight loss anyways. Yes. yes. And when it goes to... That motivation, if you're highly motivated and you expect so much and you don't succeed, that's when total quitting happens. Whereas if you average that motivation and that quitting behavior, if you blend them together and you come out with this good plan of achievable results, yes, it's not going to happen quickly per se or as quickly as you had hoped, but you will get there Mm -hmm. versus just partway through being like, well... I didn't, I didn't get there. It didn't happen as quick as I thought. I quit. And it's, it's honestly, my best piece of advice is don't give it a hundred percent at the beginning, to be honest. Yeah. Give it 80%, maybe 70%. Right. And just average at 70 to 80% all of the time. You come out way better than a hundred percent to zero. hundred percent yes. to zero. hundred percent to zero. And I think so often I work with so many perfectionist type A women where black and white thinking is just their normal. If they're not doing 100% all of the time, it's not good enough. And so there are weeks, days where it's only at 10%. And I'm like, hell yeah, girl. I'm giving her like a high five. Like, she's like, oh my God. I only worked out like once in the past seven days. And I only ate healthy like once of my three meals throughout the day. I'm like, girl, you know what's up, right? Most people are not exercising for like 10 years or their entire (laughs) life and they're not eating healthy ever. Well, I'm like, well, okay. So it's managing where you're at real, like in your mindset. So like dialing it down is not a big deal. Certain periods of time, you're dialing it totally down. As long as you're not like completely fuck it all of the time strength training i will see you 10 years from now healthy eating i will see you 10 years from now well that's where i think and that's where i think because you work in the space of eating disorders and disordered eating right that's where binge eating and starving yourself exists starve yourself deprive yourself things are hard but i'm on the i'm on i'm on i'm on i'm on and all of a sudden the flips, the switch flips 
and binge, crazy binge. And it's because of that mindset of all or nothing, right? And whereas if you just averaged out that starving piece and that binge piece, you'd probably be okay and average it out, right? So. It's almost like preemptively making those decisions too. Like I think so often when I'm teaching people about like moderation 365, which is essentially like walking that line all of the time versus super depriving yourself. It's kind of like, Hey, eat the burger, but what could you add to the burger that like, whether that's the salad on the side or that's like half the bun, it's kind of doing that before you even feel like you need to. Yes. Okay, just making that choice because that's a more moderate choice. Or I'm going to have half the sandwich and send the other, give the other half of my sandwich to my kid or my husband or whatever. You're doing that before you even feel a need to versus always picking the salad or always picking the thing that you believe to be the ultimate in health because it's way more sustainable to be moderate all of the time versus, okay, I can grind really hard, be totally perfect for a segment of time. But as soon as I want a burger, I feel like the burgers. Then I, then I eat the burger, I eat the fries, I drink the pop. I, right. Because we're like, well, fine. If I'm eating the burger, I might as well just do it all. Yeah. And I mean, so I think it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's definitely not sustainable, but I also feel like it's, uh, that's a practice. The moderation yes, is, is very much practice because so much of it's trust. I trust that I can have something that is super delicious, super salty, super, yes. super sugary yes. and be a okay. And that I can have some of it, not all of it. Mm-hmm. it right. It's, it comes down to a lot of mindset for sure. When it comes to that component, mm-hmm. one of the other things that you have said to me in, and I, I love that you always remember. A lot of I do. I said, so often when I'm trying to like come up on what I would, what I would say, you are amazing at reminding <laughs> me of the things that are in my brain that I have articulated to you um, in the past. Some of your brilliance coming back, reflected back to you. Was, I forget, I forget. So yeah, I no, it, it was, no. Well, I'm going to keep doing it, so I don't care if you like it. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. It's amazing. Okay, good. <laughs> is, is this in alignment with my goals? Mm-hmm. Right? And so thinking of this podcast and thinking of the listener, each and every decision that we have in our lives, we can ask that question. Is this in alignment with my goals? Mm -hmm. Right? And when something isn't, okay, am I still going to choose it? Yes. Okay. Right? But that makes us very aware. And it comes back to that expectation piece of getting your expectations maybe a little bit lower, a little bit more manageable. And then those things that maybe wouldn't have been in alignment with your goals start to be in alignment with your goals. Or you start to get very clear on this is not in alignment with my goals what am I doing? Is this a goal that I should be having? Yes. Realistically, like I had a conversation with a client this week and it was very interesting because what's happening with her is she's having a lot of times where she's not choosing what she believes to be in alignment with her goals. I was like, Oh, interesting. So your goal right now is to be five pounds less because four weeks from now you are five pounds less. Okay. Okay. So, but you keep on choosing things that aren't in alignment with that. Okay. So let's be realistic here. Do you, what do you want more? Do you want to be five pounds less or are you making all of these choices because of those things are pleasurable and you enjoy them. And a lot of those 
things are the choices you actually want to be making. Okay, what's five pounds? Okay. So are you willing to sacrifice those things when you're making those choices to be, yeah, are you, is it, is it five pounds less or is it totally something that makes you a lot more joyful? And so when you're having that conversation, I think we reassessed your goals. We figured out what that's going to look like moving forward. And in that conversation, she was just like, ah, oh, I'm really glad I'm headed towards a different goal now. I'm like, yeah, girl, well, all your choices were saying, oh, I want to go there. But yeah. when we're headed in the wrong direction and feel as though, oh, I said I was going to do that thing. Totally. And that I have, I've literally been in that exact spot right? where it's, it's like, like, why did I pick that as a goal? Fuck. You don't actually want that as a goal. And that's okay. You can change. And if that is your goal, okay, realizing that that thing that you thought was going to light you up is actually depleting you. Mm -hmm. It is time to change that goal. It is. It is totally time. And I think, yeah, you change the target. You change the blueprint. You go, huh, okay. All right. Not me. But I think, again, I mean, we talk a lot about intuition, but I think so often people are so afraid to change the game plan. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm three years into my university degree and like, what if I don't finish my university degree, then like, oh, what? Right. And so I think people get to that place of yes. like, oh, I said I was going to do that thing. That was the goal. Yes. Sometimes changing it because you're not doing your goal for even the right fucking reasons is so important right well case in point i have uh two degrees i'm a teacher with a what how much money do you think that was and maybe you didn't spend maybe you didn't spend the money personally but how much money would it be over 100k Uh, in that realm yeah Uh, yeah yeah probably over over 100k and yeah but Oh, and I, I what's the cost of a life? Oh, I can't, I can't, can't I can't. can't even, I can't even go there. And I love, and I was good at it. I'm a good teacher. I, we're an amazing human. So you'd be good at anything really. <sighs> Thanks girl. But, but I didn't love it. Yes. Exactly. And so now I'm in my element and <laughs> the amount of courses that I've had to take to be here is not huge and I mean teaching like all of all of those things behind me has led me to here too so there's no regret not even a single cent of it right but how do you really tapped into that intuition sooner versus just being like I don't know what I want to do and teaching seems super safe and my parents think it's a great idea and I've been coached in this capacity my whole life so yeah right and if I had just like tuned in or had the ability or the time maybe to just sit and even just go to that place of I don't want to do this sometimes we don't know what it is we want but we can get pretty clear on what we don't want right Mm -hmm. and I would say yeah so maybe as a final piece for today's episode is just like as your goal setting it's kind of like not goal setting like in the like um I mean that more so in the like as you're heading towards a target if at a point you're like fuck, why am I headed in this direction? It is okay to just be like stepping back and going like, huh, that goal that I thought was so alluring at the time is not where I want to head anymore. So just kind of going like, huh, nope, goodbye. And it's okay to give up and step back and to trust your intuition that something that you once believed was an amazing thing to work towards was no longer. Like, I think for me, 
in my business, the things that I wanted four years from now is like, okay, that's the target. I now have evolved so much as a human that I'm like, holy shit, everything from four years ago is not where I was headed at all. But so much growth has happened for me where I'm like, I wouldn't actually really like that life. And it's okay to change that. Totally. And when you say that, it brings up a conversation I had with a client that was so beautiful. And it comes back to that. It's not always about more. It's sometimes about less. Mm -hmm. That goal setting of, oh, what should I be doing? What more do I need to be doing? What do I need to add to my plate? Maybe it's about evaluating that plate and going, what do I not want anymore? What do I need to cut? Mm -hmm. What do I need to start saying no to? Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think as moms, even we are so used to being like, oh, I'm going to eat more veggies. I'm going to do more of this. I'm going to add more to my schedule. Maybe it's adding fucking less. Totally. Right. And cutting out a lot of that stuff. So maybe your goals are that goes back to that. You're not goals. You're not. (laughs) You're not goal setting. So maybe you're goal setting or maybe you're not goal setting. But the not goal setting is more just like, hey, you know what? This isn't what I should be setting. This is my goal to not. To not, yes. Not not that you are not setting goals, but you are setting goals to not. To not do certain things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, guys. It's always been a pleasure, but I just love where our conversations go every single damn time. I know. I know. All right, guys, we will catch you next week as always. And we love you. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.